With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Showtime. Blog Talk Radio. All right. Sunday night, late night radio. What fun. Woke up this morning looking for my shoes, looked behind the trunk, found the hesitation blues. Lordy, tell me how long. Lordy, tell me how long. show tonight. Frank 
Oh. Detect on everything. <laughs> everything known to the movie industry. And I I posted we got Frank Deets and everybody's like, We love Frank. We love Frank Deets. So I'm I'm really excited about this and we've talked to Frank before the show. I'm really excited that we got Frank Deets on the show. What do you guys think? All right, extremely excited. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, William, I know that you have a uh, very personal thing to tell him. So, you know, I think that's going to be awesome, and Frank's going to hear it, and, you know, we might need our umbrellas on Frankie and Friends tonight. We'll figure it out throughout the show. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited about this show. I've been I've been watching him on Facebook. I was like, I want you on the show. See, I, I didn't. Yeah, I I didn't want to like say I want you. I want you on, okay, all that sexual harassment stuff that's been going on. Anyway, um, I got I to gotta give a uh, shout-out to Tommy Habib. He's the one who did the Sunday night, late night radio, what fun. Dude, he, like, rescued a dog with the police. The dog was trapped in a Range Rover at a hundred degrees temperature. Windows were up. He rescued the dog. Thank you, Tommy. Hey, Beeb. Awesome sauce. Awesome. So I I will honestly say to Tommy. Hey, Beeb. Awesome sauce. There, I said it. Okay, mark that out on the calendar. Francie actually said awesome sauce. <laughs> I actually said it. He he went up on the top of the car. He had the sheriff's department with them. They rescued the shit too. They gave us water. It was in a Range Rover. No, those things are expensive. So congratulations, Tommy Habe, for rescuing the dog. I, I love him like for a that. Exactly. And you kind of look at that and you're like, dude. Yeah, so Tommy, hey, Beeb. Dude, I salute you. You you rescued that dog. And they're not going to get the dog back. So He's the, uh, for uh, listeners that don't know, he's the creator of the television show cheaters he is Tommy is yep so yeah uh, congratulations to Tommy Habe that was an excellent rescue and I will go ahead and say it I give you an awesome thought but Aaron D. Johnston with Honest Amish Oh, come on, I'm going to give him an awesome sauce, too. We met face-to-face.
Grace. I love this guy. He's he's so completely like down to earth. Uh, if you ever, which Tom and William, yeah, coming in the mail, you're gonna know it's there when you walk up to your mailbox and it's like you're gonna be like, I smell peppermint. Well, and that'll be a good signal. And Aaron did ask me, well, what do you think they would like? Do you think they would like licorice, or do you think they would like... Is he so, he's so happy whenever you speak to him. Do you think they will like peppermint, or do you think they will like licorice? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Give them the stuff that I used at me. I think that's going to be good. And he's like, okay, so... You're going to get peppermint soap coming in the mail. Awesome sauce. Awesome peppermint sauce. Yes. So you're going to get your soap. I, I'm, I'm going to mail it to you next week. You're going to get your, you're going to get your soap. William? Yes. Are you excited? I am extremely excited. Oh, I'm too, as long as I don't have weird animals and dogs following me if I put it, wear it. So, you know. <laughs> That's Tom's <laughs> excited voice. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's great. It's, it is, without a doubt, fantastic soap because I uh, bought your guys' soap. I was able to replace my soap because I bought myself an extra bar, and I got me an extra bar of soap, so I'm using the soap, and I told Aaron um, last Sunday, like, I thought my bearded dragon was, like, loving on me. Yeah, he was just pooping on me, and I was like, Nick, I need a paper towel. Nick, you need to come here now. It's on Alexa. And, yeah, I was able to shower up with that soap. It was fantastic. You know, Francie, uh, another, like, thing, too, I, I met Aaron, Aaron B. Johnson at, uh, uh, at the convention the other weekend and everything. I wanted to say this to him, and I completely forget every time. And even on your show too, um, it's the soap is so good that when I was ten years old and I said the word shit and my dad washed my mouth out with ivory, I wished that it was this soap instead. <laughs> it's such good soap. Well, hey, let me tell you, Nick, ivory's better than my great soap. I um. Who's got announcements? I know Nick has an announcement for Tom, and we got to bring Frank on here. Well, I, yeah, I, I have an announcement too, but Nick first. Oh, groovy. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, well, uh, uh, if you guys haven't been following, we've been coming out with a lot of stuff here at Black Betsy Books, uh, namely uh, just uh, – just this weekend, as I speak, we just released our latest one from our Swedish horror author, Tom Gade Olasson, called Pocketful of Heads, which is awesome. And it uh, features uh, uh, artwork by uh, Mike Waller, who is also out of Sweden. 
And we also, of course, um, recently have Slasher Girl by Raina Young. And we're coming out with also um, Raina Young's uh, Scream in the Dark 2 women's anthology that she edited. That's going to be coming out at the end of the month. And also Eric Shuttleworth's um, collection, um, Evil House's collection, is coming out uh, next weekend. And we have um, In Rod We Trust 2 by Tom Sawyer which recently came out, and Patrick James Bryan's book, the sequel to The Night It Got Out, The Night They Got Out, which is really groovy. Um, Also, um, I've been uh, kind of toying around with uh, audiobooks a little bit lately, and um, publishers, uh, uh, it, it could be like a fortune to hire actors and get everything together. The bigger publishing houses do small presses like me we have to find alternatives that work just as well and uh but i've been having a little bit of a problem making deals or coming up with stuff on my own there's all kinds of places that allow you to actually do audiobooks for free like Smashwords, but they're not perfect um but today i came across uh because of course we have our books um distributed among every everybody else Google Books, and uh, uh, so, you know, when you do a Google search for your book, uh, the, there's a little corner of the screen that has a square that has the, the, all the information about that particular book right there, and then you can get samples of it if you click on the link for Google Books, and you can purchase an ebook copy, or it directs you to where you can purchase the paperback anyway. Long story short, they have um, a program where you can, it's a beta program where um, uh, Google partners like me can uh, construct uh, professional sounding ebooks. So I started experimenting with that today, and that actually, it, it's really sounding very good. So, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm um, uh, doing Tom Sawyer's latest. In Rodway Trust 2, and it actually sounds good. So if it works out with this, and they distribute it, like I said, for you. Also, I, I read the little contract thing, the disclosure state, the statements. You can actually download it and distribute it yourself, and it's free. Wow. So uh, for for Give a short time, they, this, this is the beta thing. So I'm doing that. So if it works out with your book, Tom, then there's going to be uh, some more to follow. So, you know, in in the spirit of getting us all out there in every which way, shape, and form. And this sounds really good to me with uh, going down the audiobook road. Wow. Are you going to give him a taste of it? Incredible. Go ahead. Are you going to let him hear what's kind of going on right now? Oh, I, I was going to. I'm probably spending a little bit too much time on this because we've got to get to your guests. But I, let's see. I got this. Uh, this is uh, so far what it kind of sounds like here. Let's see. In Rod We Trust Two by Tom Sawyer, a second collection of stories inspired by Rod Serling's The Twilight Zone television series. So that's kind of like a little preview. But it allows oh. you to change the voice and everything, and the speed and all this stuff. So I'm kind of doing that. And if it works out, it works. Anyway, yay. Yay, yay for us. Yay, yay. And I'm going to be making an announcement soon of a lot more. Uh, we've got like 12 new authors that are coming aboard 
So uh, yeah, so another uh, new yeah, announcement things go, and we're starting to get ready for a big uh, Halloween extravaganza here in Antelope at the Black Bedsheet Book Studios. Or usually we get like 900 trick-or-treaters, so this year it's going to be our best ever. I'm going to have authors signing books again for free. Nothing costs money. So kids can get books and candy, as always here. We've been doing this for like 12 years. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, long-winded, but uh, that's, that's it. All right. Are we ready? Yep. Are we ready, We're ready. for him? I know We're that... Ready. Both of you guys were like, we need him on. Looking forward to it. And, William, you got a big announcement for him. And I got to tell you, I've already talked to him on the phone. Sweetheart. Sweetheart. That's that's the only way to describe this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, Frank Deets is live on Francie and Friends. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're, we're, we're hanging in there. You know, we're Cruise. good. <laughs> Can't complain. Another night in paradise. Is it is it dreadfully hot where you guys are? Oh, my gosh. I cannot tell you how hot it is. Yeah, uh, kind of everywhere. Yep. It, it's, it's like you get off work and you have to peel your clothes off you. Yeah. Like, you yeah, have to. Right, right yeah. now, we're hovering in a nice 82 degrees. What? You're no, yeah, I think we just barely hit 80 today here. Oh, wow, it's yeah. been 104 here. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. falls yeah. around the corner. Yeah. Yeah, imagine it. There's a heat wave in California. <laughs> Well, luckily, I, I recently uh, uh, bought a bought a house um, in the valley here, and uh, it gets pretty hot. So, luckily, this house uh, in, has a pool. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I'm taking great advantage great advantage of of having a pool again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Nick, he's like, uh, "Wow, you should." Oh, I'm freezing because I just got out of the pool, and I'm like, "I got an above ground pool, like one of those, like twelve foot wide, you know." And it's good enough. I mean, um, and uh, I, I go in, I maintain it all the time, and I've been going in a, a lot, quite a lot, lately. And then I come out and I'm like freezing and cold, and uh, within a couple of hours I have to go back in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it really does the trick. I don't know what I'd do without without get, uh, putting my body in water. Yeah, get off awesome. work and I'm sweating and I'm peeling my clothes off, and it's like it's freezing, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, so like. Uh, yeah. So yeah, um, man, this is awesome because I'm a fan, and there's a lot of other people on the show that are fans of yours. Oh yeah, well, I'm absolutely. <laughs> I'm I'm certainly I mean, honored. Been, that's, that's great. Yeah, you've been in the game for a long time. How do you think that you were able to stay in the game? I mean, well, I, I, this business is rough. 
It is. It, I mean, it, it can be. Um, it, it certainly is for many people. Um, but I think the reason that um, I've been able to maintain um, any, any kind of success here is because I was really diversified. So let's say that um, if, um, if, I, if there wasn't animation work, there might be screenwriting work. So I could toggle back and forth depending on, you know, what was, um, what was available. You know, um, uh, it's like when, when I was at Disney, um, I wasn't allowed to write screenplays because I was under the banner of, of the Walt Disney Company. And they're very, you know, they have a lot of, they have a lot of arms. So uh, when, when that job ended, there were a lot of people that I worked with who, who had never done any other kind of job before. They, had, they went straight out of CalArts. Uh, which is a college that basically Walt Disney started to to groom artists, and oh wow, those people had, not had never, yeah, and these these poor guys, you know, who are now you know in their forties and fifties or whatever, they had never even had like never even worked at McDonald's, you know, they they they, they just wow. that was the only thing they knew, so that really it was really awful for those guys. I was lucky because I had already worked as a screenwriter. I was able to go like just go back to that and start doing that again, you know. And mm-hmm. so um, I always tell people to try, you know, if you're going to be in this business, really, really try to have more than one skill set because yeah. you just never know when the carpet gets pulled out from under you, you know. Um, and I so if I give lectures to like you know kids who are really you know just starting and they really want to work in this business. Um, it's it's one of my first pieces of advice. <laughs> you know, be divorced. No. I, I no, would it, have to say that is the best advice ever. Go ahead, William. If I, I was say, if I could interject, I, I just want to say, Frank, you gave me that advice 20 years ago. And just just to fill you in, I, I mm. took it as, I took it to heart because. Uh, you know, like I said when we first met, I had already admired your work from from the get go. So it was a combination of being a fanboy meeting you, but also good to meet you as a professional since my first book was published at the time. And since then, I, uh, I, I, I like I said, I, I took it to heart. So um, I've actually um, I got my degree in uh, creative writing for entertainment. I've worked as a uh, script supervisor, a film consultant. I've had uh, two of my uh, screenplays uh, optioned and uh, produced. And wow. My, uh, and then my fantasy series that I had originally told you about, because uh, we were talking about Harryhausen at the time, um, mm. the first book has finally been published after 31 years. And now... Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually reverse engineering that, uh, which my agent is planning on shopping it to, around to the studios. So, oh wow, that's yeah, that's so, fantastic. Oh well, I mean, good, you you, you, you did the right thing. <laughs> you know, um, not everybody and you gave him to, that to advice twenty years ago. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. badass. Um, yeah. William, where? Yeah. where Forgive me for not remembering, but where where was it that we met, that we met and we talked? We were at, at the uh, plantation, Florida. You you were down for uh, the uh, screen oh. fest horror convention. 
or, or Spooky Empire, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What are the right. same? Wow. Yeah, that was that was a while ago. I, I, I recall that very well because I ended up moderating uh, a panel for Rob Zombie's um, uh, Devil's Rejects because yep. I had I had been on the set and uh, of that movie and I took a bunch of pictures and everything like that. And the movie wasn't out yet, um, but but Sid Haig and, and Bill Mosley, you know, and Ken Forey were all guests there. And uh, boy, I used to have a lot of fun with those guys. But but the, um, uh, the 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 Q and A was supposed to be in this one little one little room, and there were so many people that wanted to do it. They actually moved it to the bar, and we yep. and basically filled up the bar. So you you remember that? I do. It was great. Yeah, was and, really uh, great. and then the uh, then the next day uh, was when he had the more personal uh, Q and A with uh, with Rico, talking about Rico uh, Browning, yeah. the Black Lagoon. For the yeah. 50th. which was really funny because I had done all my research for that and and uh, I've had all my questions ready. I'd done you know done deep dives so I knew what questions I was going to ask him and I I asked him the first question was like how did you get involved with the creature from the Black Lagoon and he said that and then he but then he didn't stop he kept he went through his, the entire resume of his career <laughs> yeah. on one on one question <laughs> and I was just like. I was like, oh great! Now, so now I have to backtrack. <laughs> I, he's a he's a very sweet man, and he was very complimentary afterward. But I I was just sitting there the whole time as he's going on and on and on, thinking to myself, oh crap, what am I going to do for the next forty five minutes? <laughs> I'm sitting here. Yep. <laughs> Two and a half hours later. Yeah, exactly. Um, he was but, he was um, from Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. 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 Nick, was, I, was, I, I, I was waiting for Nick to chime in from Creature from the Black Lagoon. Nick loves that movie. I was well, my uh, my uh, uh, my uh, um, grandfather's brother uh, was one of the co-stars in it, uh, Antonio Moreno. Oh wow! Really cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yep. Uh, relative of the yeah. great uh, silent film star and. But nobody wow. knows about, you know, his name, so I, I have to reference Creature yeah. from the Black Lagoon over and over again. Yeah. Even though I well, love it. Right. I mean, wow, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Rico Browning was the, uh, played the creature uh, in all three of the movies, and he was the swimming creature. So because this guy was an amazing swimmer, he could hold his breath for like four minutes underwater so uh, uh he was the perfect person to play it and uh i i, I got to know also the land creature who was who was ben chapman he's, he's yeah, yeah now, i love but, him um but he was he was I a black if you ever yeah. if you ever got to meet him and and i did a movie yeah, i did briefly at a convention <laughs> julie was really sweet too i really liked her but i i was in a movie with her called Black Roses um, in the late 80s. And uh, I didn't have any scenes with her, but I was just so excited that I was meeting, you know, the star, the the, the love of the creature's life, right? Um, exactly. And, yeah, and she she was such a sweet... We became, we, we became friends later on, many years later. Um, 
But uh, but it was so funny because they did a reunion for that movie at, at a bookstore here in L.A. called Dark Delicacies, and she came to it. And then she had she pulled me aside and she said she was just like, uh, you know what? I've never actually seen the movie. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, didn't that have... No, I mean... <laughs> Maybe it's but, just not, wait, yeah. not her cup of tea. Um, no. But, but, but I mean, you have to admit, it, it, it did see that um, you, there's, there's a lot of actors that that actually won't watch their uh, the finished product like so. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I know I know actors who just can't can't watch their, their own performances. Um, I, I, I am the opposite. I watch, I watch the movies I was in every night because I <laughs> – not really. But – Nothing wrong with that. Uh, do you say, oh, I could have done this better? Oh, uh, yes. what was I thinking? You're your, you're, you are your worst critic when it comes down to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. that, um, that most of the most of the performances that I gave, I, I think, are okay. Um, uh, not, there's one movie that I that I, I don't feel like I gave my best, but I think that was because we were all so exhausted just getting the thing made. You know, we made it for like a micro budget, and, and uh, we and and in the freezing cold uh, November of Ontario, oh. Oh. which is no fun either. <laughs> yeah, you're oh, kind of like hot, cold. I don't know where to go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I see so your old. point in that. Yeah. It's funny, though. These, uh, how did you, know, you get started movies. as an actor? Well, I was uh, – I always wanted to be an actor. I mean, I grew up, like, you know, watching, you know, monster movies and, you know, wanting to be the hero. And uh, uh, and and so I actually went to college. Uh, I was a, I was a, a, a drama major uh, and an art minor. And um, I just, I really enjoyed it. I did a lot of stage work and everything like that. And, but I hadn't, I never even thought about like being in movies, but my a childhood friend of mine can't, uh, called me up one day out of the blue and he was like, Hey, you know, I, I mean, I hadn't talked talk to this guy in years, literally. And he, um, and he said, Hey, you know what? Um, I wrote a, this script for this horror movie and we're going to be making it, we're going to be filming it in Montreal. And he says, and I think there's a part that you'd be really good to play. And he's, and he's like, would you be interested in auditioning? And I was just like, sure. <laughs> you know, I, was working, I was working for a crazy toy inventor in New York city. And I looked for any excuse to get out of there. So I said yes, and I auditioned and, and got the got the part, and um, and then that started a, a partnership with John Fasano, who, um, and I I then made three more movies with him. So uh, it, it it just happened that you know he wrote a script that thought I would be right for, which is really funny because he actually named the character's name was Frank, so clearly he was really thinking about it. Um, but it was it was wonderful. So you, know, you was, had was, no problem on set when they said Frank. You said what? Yeah, it was pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless of course there were two other Franks on set. Then you know then it gets very confusing. Yeah. This happened. Uh, Frank, Frank um, number four. We're, we're going to need you in uh, yeah. section two. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. But um, but I, you know, making those films was so much fun because I I grew up I, I'm, I'm a monster kid. I mean, I loved monsters since I was you know five or six years old and discovered what monsters were, and so to be actually making monster movies was like a dream come true. And and the first one, Zombie Nightmare, I had the great pleasure of, of not only it being my first movie, but getting to work with my childhood hero, Adam West. I'm like, if you oh, told, wow! That, yeah, if you told seven-year-old me that, you know, somewhere down the road, yeah. starring in a movie with Batman, I, I would have, you know, blown a gasket. I mean, I just like, yeah. uh, Dude, it was so next cool. to Clark Kent, I mean, come on, that's your... <laughs> Number one, number two, I don't know who's number one or number two, but yes, give me that role. You said yeah. number oh, two. Oh, without Absolutely. a doubt. Well, what's funny is yeah. it, it was that I would have flipped my because... lid, too. It, it would have been like the cartoon where the top of the head goes in circles and lands. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was funny because, it, it, because we shot in Canada – the, uh, the the name actor that we get had to be number one originally Canadian, um, and then uh, and they had to you know be <laughs> they had to be willing to work for a, you know a relatively small amount of money, so it came down to between Adam West and Leslie Nielsen. So um, oh, yeah, which is, that'd be cool. And I was a fan of yes. Leslie Nielsen's uh, um, yes. from Forbidden Planet. Yes, and, uh, the, uh, the yeah. night galleries that he did. Yeah, oh, so, but as it turned out, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm Leslie. I guess Leslie. I guess broke his leg or something skiing and couldn't do it. So uh, it did by default went to Adam. But I, that was still it was a, a great thrill for me. You know. Oh yeah. To this day. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> There's only two people that can say that they're Batman. Number one is Adam West. Number two is Michael Keaton. Mm. Yeah. Yep. I'm in there too. But Adam was so great. Adam was was so kind and and so and he was a very very funny man. Um, uh, we laughed a lot on that set, and we stayed friends for for years after that. Where we wow, would, you know, occasionally cool. get together and have drinks or whatever, and and he was very kind. When I moved from New York out to L.A., uh, he actually tried he tried to help me get an agent. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, uh, it didn't it, that didn't work out, but I still appreciated the the effort on his part. You know, he didn't have to. He definitely didn't have to do that, but uh, but he did because uh, he was a good guy. He was a very good guy. And I'm, I'm still to this day thrilled. Yeah, and oh, I mean, I, I, I you got him. you got this guy in your back pocket. I mean, you can't lose, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> and when it comes so, down to it, uh, dude, that's awesome. It, it yeah, really how did, was. How did and, you yeah. uh, start working for Disney? That was yeah. Was what was that like? I, I was I was I was working I was getting work as a screenwriter but you know being a screenwriter unless you're on a television series 
um, you know, it's it's always freelance. So, you know, I might I maybe write a movie and, and it gets made and I get paid a whole bunch of money, but then I might not get another, you know, another gig for, you know, a year. So, um, so I, I, you know, even though I was doing okay, the opportunity came up uh, that they were, I, I could, I could, I, I could basically give them um, or submit a portfolio and then they would look at it, and they, you know, they they review it and everything like that, and then they decide if they're going to bring they, they decide if they're going to bring you into the training program. So now I did not know. I I mean I knew how animation worked, but I didn't know how to do it. And so what I had to do was really quickly uh, just go to the animation guild and take classes, like as like as many as I could, as fast as I could. Um, and, uh, and so then I finally had enough, uh, uh, work to submit a portfolio and I got into the training program and then that was like a, I don't even remember how long the training program was, but I want to say it was like three months. And, uh, at the end of it was a test that took two, that was two days. Uh, the test took two days to complete. And that was the, that, that's how they decided the test was the final thing is like, if you were going to get hired or not. And uh, oh, luckily, wow. uh, I passed and they put me immediately on Hercules, which was ah. already in production. Uh, so, uh, and, and what was happening at that time was that, you know, Jeffrey Katzenberg, who was at Disney left to make his own studio, which is DreamWorks. And, uh, and he was coaching, he was poaching people from the, from Disney. Right. And so all of a sudden the, you know, Disney's in the middle of a movie like Hercules and suddenly they, they don't have the, the enough artists, um, you know, to get it finished on time, which is always an important part of it because they have marketing and everything to follow through. So, so, so yeah. So those of us who were in that training program went right onto Hercules and like thrown right into the fire but uh, it, but it was great. I mean, it was it was very exciting. I mean, um, I I I I love the Disney movies that I got to work on, and I loved working there too. I, you know, I hear a lot of stories about people who weren't happy working for Disney, but I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I, and if, and if that's that's one thing that I like about your profile on Facebook is the fact that you did love it. You, mm-hmm. you I, I've seen that, and you know, you're not the kind of guy that's going to be like, you know, screw Disney, you know, mm. you you loved everything that you do, and you got such a positive mm. attitude, and that's why a lot of people, like, meet you, and, I mean, we met you, <laughs> William met you face-to-face, we're talking right now. You've got such a positive attitude. Yeah. <laughs> and you're saying, you know, and a lot of people are like, you know, F Disney, you know, I'm going to give this little, I'm going to make rude comments in the animation, but you're not that guy. No. You're the guy that... Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I felt like I was very, I was very lucky to, to, you know, have that opportunity, and and you know, I gotta say too that 
when I first got went on there, it was still it was what it was like the post Lion King boom. So animation was really strong and, and healthy in the box office and everything like that. And so they were they were really treating us artists very well, <laughs> you know, between yeah. you know, not just salaries but but also parties and, and merchandise that they would throw at us and, you know, just all kinds of perks. And so that was a really good time to be there. I mean, it, nothing can last forever and it didn't. Um, but I, I still really, uh, I'm very, very happy that I got the opportunity to be there when I, when I did, I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, you know, and did, you, like, did you do any work though. beyond Hercules? Yes. Uh, I did. Oh, what, what worked? What, well, what happened was like when 2D, they stopped doing 2D movies, right? Um, and because because the Pixar movies were making all kinds of money and the suits, oh, yeah. you know, basically, basically like they equated uh, CG movies with success and 2D movies without, without not, so, not so successful. So then they decided, well, we're going to stop doing 2D movies. So the last one that I worked on was um, a movie that I don't like at all. It's called it was called Home on the Range, and um, oh, I and then that one. and then yeah, no, <laughs> it's not, yeah. not a good thing. Uh, no, <laughs> um, uh, but you know, um, after that, what happened was when there were two D projects that needed to be done. Uh, Disney would often find, um, farm them out to smaller animation studios, and those animation studios would then hire uh, people like me who had been working at Disney because they know that I had, had been trained at Disney and I had that, you know, that kind of pedigree uh, that came with that. So, like, so when something came up like Mary Poppins Returns, um, they had a whole big – they wanted to kind of – make something very similar to the animated sequence that was in the original movie. So they, I got a call and it was just like, Hey, you know, um, can you, and you want to come, come back and work on this? And, uh, um, and which was great because I got to get to work <laughs> to help animate the, the penguins, the dancing penguins, which was always my favorite part of Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh, um, awesome. oh yeah. That yeah. penguin dance oh, was awesome. that bad. Yeah. So, um, so you got to recreate that for the the sequel that they did. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was really it was really super cool because when I when I found out what the gig was, the first thing that I thought to myself was, Oh my God, how cool would it be if I got to work on the on the penguins? And I yeah. and then sure enough, sure enough, <clears> luckily. Wow. Yeah, it was it was really cool. It was very cool. But like that's what I mean. It's just like these smaller studios that would get this, get Disney work or DreamWorks, you know, um, they, uh, they would hire ex Disney people. So that's why I still occasionally, even now, uh, every once in a while, I'll get, I'll get a little, a, a small, uh, 2d gig. Um, and it's always fun. And again, it's it, that sometimes that that shows up right when I need it to. <laughs> you know, that is so awesome. It's like, hey, what are you doing? Well, I'm trying to hang out. Hey, you want to make uh, you want to make wow, you're like living the dream of everybody, and now you got the creep show. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was oh, that was a, I mean, really a thrill. I, I know, I, you, I mean, you're, you're, you're living. 
Come on, tell us about the creep show. I mean, everybody loves the creep show. Yeah, how did you well, get that, and what did you do? You're talking about the series, right? The, yeah, the TV the, series, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, wow, I, I have been friends. Uh, I've been friends with Greg Nicotero for almost thirty years now, um, way before The Walking Dead. Ah, and, you know, which we're kind of put him working. on the back, right? <laughs> um, and <laughs> uh, you know, Greg, Greg's, Greg really is one of my one of my best friends. And so, but we never really had an opportunity to collaborate on anything. So because because I, I I wasn't in the writers guild I couldn't so I couldn't get a job working on The Walking Dead with him so forth. Ah, but what happened really? was, and I had never worked yeah. on television either. I'd always written everything I wrote that got made were they were always feature movies. So, um, I, what happened was I went to um, Greg invited me to come to the premiere of the of season one uh, of of Creep Show. And I and I went to it, and I was I was really jealous because so many of my friends were had worked on it. Like my friend Chris Drake had written and uh, written the music for it. My friend Dana Gould uh, had a role in it. My friend David Scow wrote an episode, and and I was just like, I want to play, <laughs> you know, like I want to play, and then maybe it yeah. gets picked up for season two. And so uh, it did, it got picked up and the, uh, literally the day after I heard that it got picked up, I didn't even tell Greg I was going to do this. I sat down and I wrote an episode and I wrote it in two days. Wow. And, wow. Uh, and then, cool. Yeah. Good, and I submitted it. And at first, I mean, at first Greg didn't see the email for, for like weeks and I thought, all right, he didn't like it. You know, that's whatever. But then, but then uh, I, I, I met him for breakfast one, one day, and he was just like, hey, are you going to send me something? I was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> and so I sent yeah. it to him again. He called me the next day, and he was like, I love this. He goes, I want to I direct this. And he said, now the only thing is, is that like, uh, the, the network has to approve it. So he had to send it into the even – though, even though it's Greg's show, he still hasn't had the, net, uh, the network had to approve the scripts. So he, he sent it in, and I, I'm telling you that like two days later, I got a, a, they sent me a contract. They were like, "We love this. Wow. We think this is going to be a fan favorite." Um, and Greg was just so excited because he was going to get to build a giant spider and a giant mosquito, and uh, and and he wanted to put a giant rat in it. So so, so he had me write that in. Um, and it was super cool. And then, and then, my God, I, the cast that they got for it was uh, was just like dream come true for me because it was Keith David, who I've, I've always loved. He's from. He was in the Thing. You know, John Carpenter mm-hmm. the Thing. Um, Ashley Lawrence from Hellraiser movies, and then yep. uh, Josh McDermott, who plays Eugene on The Walking Dead. That was, you know, that was that was the yep. cast, and I was. So excited, and I was—I had—I had my plane ticket. I was going to go down to to Atlanta to watch them film it, and <laughs> and what was it, March 2019 or whatever? Everything shut down, right? COVID. Nope. Uh, and <laughs> so, COVID. Yeah. Like COVID. literally, nope. literally, <laughs> like 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 four days before I was going to fly down there, everything everything shut down. So when they when it finally did uh, when, when the restrictions 
were 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 lifted, or actually they let they let um, you know studios start shooting things again. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't I couldn't go down and watch because the at that point the COVID restrictions were so so strict that uh, I, you you could the only people to be on set would be the people who needed to be on set, and as the writer, they didn't you need have to be. <laughs> Yeah. You have to have you gotta have the passport, and you gotta say, "Yeah, yeah. I got this." No, you're not. <laughs> well, it's, it didn't matter because Greg was so cool. Because he, so while they were filming it, he would take little videos of what they were doing, and he would send them to me like every couple of days. So even wow. though I couldn't be on set, he would just show me like what what you know here's what it's looking like so far and all that kind of stuff. So, oh, that's um, so, cool. so yeah, it was it was really it was a really great experience, and because of that, I finally got into the Writers Guild because I nice. because I wrote a TV episode. So I've been trying to crack that nut for 25 years. You know? <laughs> so it was great. <laughs> Well, trust me, I, I'm, you know we're 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 in the same boat. I'm I'm I, I have a smaller hammer at the moment, but I might have to break out the uh, nutcracker sooner or later. Yeah. And you gave him advice uh, several years ago, and yeah. when I told I told William we got Frank Deets on the show, he's like, "What? No, yeah. really?" Wow. Well, that's that's yeah. very cool. I'm I'm so oh, look. I'm just glad that I gave you advice that actually was good. Me too. Completely different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, um, and and on top of that, uh, believe it or not, uh, I still have the uh, checkbook cover that you drew of creature. Oh wow. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the like caricature looking one, or uh, I, I'm, the, yeah, like, yeah, God. yeah. Wow. At, at, at the time, it was your newest piece. Wow, <laughs> that's that's crazy. I know, you know, uh, David Colton, the guy who runs the Rondo Awards um, every uh-huh. year. Um, he still has one of those checkbooks with, um, uh, you know, Boris Karloff from Son of Frankenstein on it. And I'm just, and no, my I, question always is, is you, you, you still write checks? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, like you, you, you're going to write a check? Uh, what are those anymore? <laughs> right, exactly. But uh, I, I love that he, that he's held on to his all these years. And I love that you still have yours, William. That's awesome. Um, so. I, I, I don't really do that kind of merch anymore. Um, and and if I do, it's always on like some like Redbubble or you know, Happy Press or one or Etsy or something like that, where I oh, yeah. have to um, deal with it. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> they do it all. It's a it's a lot easier because that that could be a full time job if you're if you're selling your own merch. You know, you can you can end up like it's it's kind of like doing a. Uh, uh, a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo thing where you don't realize till you start till you till you launch it how much work it's going to be. <laughs> you know? 
Um, and I've, yeah. I've, I've I mean, had a few of those over the years, and, and some of them have been great, some of them have not. But I just, I just, I just remember like I didn't expect I was going to have to work this hard at this. You know, it's when you put a page up and the people <laughs> you know, send money, and, and it, you know, it's just like grueling. And then the worst part is afterward having to, to you know, uh, send everybody their, their rewards or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. Word to the wise, if you're going to do one of those things, don't offer T-shirts. <laughs> that, that was a big mistake. Hi, it's the uh, wrong yeah. side. I'll get another one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, too. It's like I thought I had a great deal, and I got these T-shirts made up for the uh, the documentary that we were making. and and um, But it turns out that, like, like, I don't know, seventy percent of the people that that wanted the the T-shirt and you know and put in money were all like, you know, three X, right? And yeah, the three X's cost twice as much as the as the like the regular sizes, you know. And so that was just uh-huh. like, wow, okay, didn't see that coming either, <laughs> you know. So, um, but. Um, uh, you know, I, I, it's why I don't, I don't do crowdfunding for things anymore. I'd rather just try to find, find an investor or something like that where uh, it doesn't medium, get that bogged down. I like the extra large because I get to breathe. Well, yeah, well, that's cool, too. Um, uh, that's, you know, a choice. But a lot, you know, a lot of these guys, they don't have a choice. That's the only thing they can do. So, but we had to honor that, you know. Um, oh, yeah. So my partner, my partner, Trish, and I were just like, for, for, for like, it felt like months and months afterward, sending out all of these rewards to everybody. And, and, you know, everybody got what they were supposed to get and everything like that. But it was still, it was still kind of challenging. <laughs> So, you know, it's, it's one of those times after you start investing in the Maylocks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. take stock in it. Jeez. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I will tell you this, Frank. Um, when I mentioned, because we was promoting the show today, um, you got a lot of respect from a lot mm. of people. And right. getting to talk to you, and I've noticed you on Facebook, and I'm like, i got to get this guy on the show. <laughs> I can see well, whether you are respected because you're a really nice guy. Well, you know what? It, here's the thing about that, because people have, other people have said that to me over the years, and I, and I just it's something I really learned from from Bernie Wrightson, who was a really dear friend of mine, one of the greatest illust- genre illustrators of all time, and uh, you know he he passed away a few years ago, but um, you know he, he, Bernie said something to the effect of, "It doesn't cost anything to be nice." Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't. Doesn't cost anything to be kind to people, and so I've I've always sort of taken that to heart. Um, and you know, he he was really wonderful uh, when I was first starting to have a fan base, and he'd already had one because he was a legend. But you know, he, he would he would tell me like, here's how you want to here's what you want to do when a fan comes up to you, and they want you to look at their work, right? And 
And it was really about being um, validating what they had done. Now, it didn't matter if it wasn't, wasn't great. You know, you could, you could point out, you could say, hey, next time, why don't you try this? You know, um, and, and, but, but the important point was just validating their, them, really, saying, like, good for you, you know, that you're, you're, you're doing this. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, it's, and it's, it's so easy. <laughs> you know, it really is. And I think that, a lot, you know, sometimes I see, like, celebrities go do these autograph shows where they, they look like they would rather, you know, throw themselves in front of a bus than be there. And, and, and I'm always like, what's the point then? You know, I, obviously you, you're here to make money and everything like that, but, you know, it's like, again, it's not costing you anything to be nice and smile and say, it's nice to meet you and make a fan like really happy that they, that they met you that day, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I, I I checked out your IMDb and before I asked you, I was like, oh my gosh, are we actually going to get Frank on the show? And you're like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Okay. So, um, and I messaged you, and I was so afraid that you are going to say, what show are you talking about? No, you're a really nice, <laughs> you're a really, a really honest, good guy. And Arena Young and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, you got Frank on. Oh, my gosh, he's so awesome. Well, I, I, you know, I love to By the way, your Facebook picture is very attractive, and that's kind of intimidating. (laughs) I love you, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she showed me your your photo on Facebook, and I'm going, yeah, he's a... He's a he's a sexy uh, man. There. there, there you go. Well, no, I'm kidding. I didn't know, say that. Uh, lighting, lighting, and, and photoshopping. I'm really um, um, disturbed by the fact that Nick said that you're a very sexy man. <laughs> well, well, that's not the it's not the photo of me wrestling the alligator, right? Because that's yeah. that's on my yeah. Instagram. <laughs> Because you might no, get probably the other one. <laughs> now my my uh, on my I think my Twitter and my Instagram accounts I have a photo of me when I when I took alligator wrestling classes, um, and it's pretty it's pretty funny. <laughs> Wait, you got you in a wrestling outfit? No, no, no. It's it's in a you know it's in a swamp basically. So no. How do uh, how do I even use Instagram now? I don't even know how to use that. Actually, Instagram's become a lot easier because now you. It used to be that you had to do it through your your phone, right? iPhone or or, you know whatever. But now now you can do it through a a laptop or you know a, a desk computer or whatever. So which makes it. Made it a lot easier. I noticed that I've 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 definitely posted more stuff on Instagram since that happened than before because I just didn't have the patience to try to type it in on my phone or whatever, you know. But it's mostly photographs anyway, you know. Um, so, which is yeah. the cool thing. That's why Nicotero, I mean, Greg Nicotero, only does Instagram. 
because because he he's just like all I have to do is just like throw a picture up there and say a couple of words and that's you know and that, that's uh, uh, it takes very little work. Yeah, I, I yeah. Do. A lot of times on Facebook, you have to like say a lot in order to like attract attention to that photo that you just posted. Instagram, you just yeah. like throw it up instantly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But it's social media nowadays. Jeez. Yeah, I, I was born in '66, and I uh, keep looking at stuff nowadays compared to you know, growing up and uh, technology, everything, yes. and, and the whole social media thing can be good, but it could be very bad too. In a lot of ways, well, it's just yeah. everything. Yeah, I, I mean, there's so there's a lot of toxicity, you know, that that happens, which you know, uh, it, it's almost unavoidable. Uh, these yeah. days, but I've always maintained that like, I have these guys who would like be fighting over something so stupid, like you know, oh, is Lon Chaney Jr. Uh, playing Dracula or the son of Dracula in Son of Dracula? And it's like they're going for pages and pages of arguing, and it's just, and, and getting, wow. getting you know personal. And then I'd be like, but you know what? If you took those same two guys and and sat them in a room facing each other, it wouldn't become toxic. It would just be a conversation. No. But there's right. something about the internet that that brings out um, the worst in many people, unfortunately. I'm going to agree with him right now. It, the internet is toxic right now. It's like you're going to lose so many friends, but yet they're going to say, "I'm going to drop you as a friend." Oh, you are my friend. Okay. Mm. Well, there's so many good and bad things about it. What you're talking about uh, uh, just about ten minutes ago, uh, Frank, is uh, uh, about how uh, the public perceives you, how you present yourself to the public in kindness and, and the whole nine yards. That goes along with social media, too. Uh, um, so it's it's all – I'm surprised that a lot of celebrities, people in entertainment nowadays, they're they're kind of – they make so much money that – in essence, they don't care. They forget where they came from, and right. they say That's like the wrong things, or, or like are unkind to people. Then they get a reputation, and then people yep. don't like them. And and then you know, especially nowadays too, with so much, uh, so many podcasts on on YouTube and things that it, that right. uh, that criticize or you know um, do the opposite to, for movies. Uh, all the critics, there's there's Millions of more critics, pretty much nowadays, than there was in the '80s, and stuff. Right. Because everybody's a critic that can post stuff on YouTube, and if you're just right. kind to all around, then you get a reputation for that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's like you know, I mean, you're, you got to watch what you say, like or, and no matter who. You're. Sorry, Nick. You're <laughs> guy in movies. I want to rebook you. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I got a I got a small confession to make. You know, at the beginning, towards the beginning of the show, we were talking about swimming pools and stuff. Half of this show, I was in mine. <laughs> oh, awesome! Well, I know. Know. Minutes ago. Very good. I'm, I'm sweating. Now, that's I got, where technology can work for you. <laughs> I got sweat drops. I got sweat drops coming off my forehead now. And Nick's in the pool. I didn't want to mention that. I got sweat drops and Nick's in the pool. And the water's cool. 
Well, you know as well as I that that's the actual location of Black Bed Sheet Studios. It's the swimming pool. It's in the pool. Water, water, and publishing don't really work well together. Yeah, really. Water and books and vineyards. <laughs> but it's a great relief. I into. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't I mean, understand music either. I'm trying to get on the keyboard and it's like, do your fingers this way. And I got long fingers and people are always saying, why aren't you playing piano? It's because I can't. I think it's yeah, because it's, I'm left-handed. Uh, You're lefty. You're a lefty, right? Yeah, I'm a southpaw. Yeah, you're lefty, right? Yep, I am. Yeah, I am we cannot play musical instruments. <laughs> no, that's not true. No, because everything, all the instructions are for righties. Oh, well. You just do it I wouldn't know that. I mean, think about it. Uh, a right that doesn't, let, 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 uh, uh, that doesn't stop lefties from doing anything that they want to that mm-hmm. us righties can do. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, do, I do bad right-handed, and it freaks my uh, coach, my high school coach out. They were like... You're left-handed. Why are you batting righty? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> hey, Frank. Um, yeah. In your career, what is the proudest moment of yours? Um, Good interestingly enough, um, it's probably – I wrote a movie um, a couple years ago, uh, a comedy called I Hate Kids, and uh, that, that came out, that came out um, uh, like two years ago now, and um, that was one of the most satisfying experiences of my life because the director um, wanted me on set uh, every day uh, so that, you know, if something came up where they, they needed an additional line of dialogue or whatever, 
that I would be right there and I could just, you know, I just write it right then and there and they could just film it right then and there. But um, it was, it was a great experience because I mean, I'd written movies before where the director would take it. I wouldn't be on set. The director would take it and make lots of changes without even consulting me, et cetera. And something you very often changes that I didn't like. Um, but with this, with that particular film, um, he, the guy kept it true to the, to the script and, and it was an amazing cast also. I mean, I got to have Marissa Tomei, you know, read my dialogue, which was pretty cool. Um, but, um, uh, it was just so, it was just so nice to, um, feel actually respected, um, as the writer, um, which doesn't always happen, you know, <laughs> um, nice. and, um, and, and it was just, it was just a, a marvelous experience, um, uh, and uh, I don't know that I'll ever have that same level of, of gratification w- working on something. I mean, I'm sure that if I had been able to go down to Creep Show, I would have, you know, had felt that too. But um, but that was a really special special thing for me, and I'm very proud of the movie as well as well. So. Oh wow, well, we're gonna have to check it out. Cool. Yeah, wow. Well, hey, uh, just on a little side note too, being that you're. Uh, uh, you worked for Disney, you're an animator, and so forth. I, I've um, seen on YouTube recently um, Gendy Tartakovsky's Popeye um, oh, was, yeah. uh, was uh, pretty much like uh, halfway finished and then canceled, and it recently surfaced on the Internet, and people have seen it. Have you heard about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have heard about it. Um, a, a, a good friend of mine actually is on his uh, does the voices on his show uh, Primal. Um, uh, you know he's he's very um, uh, he's I, I like that guy's vision a lot. Oh, um, I love him absolutely love yeah. him. Uh, I'm not, yeah, uh, I, I, I like the Clone Wars, cool. but I I really <laughs> like uh, his uh, Cartoon Network stuff, like the uh, I mean yeah. like Powerpuff Girls. And right. Dexter's Laboratory and stuff, Dexter's and I saw some yeah. of the stuff that they've uh, put on YouTube, uh, the samples of what Popeye movie looked like. Oh my gosh! Have you yeah. worked on something ever that they that has never seen the light of day, like that? Yeah, um, boy, I don't know actually. Um, nothing, nothing. I, I would say nothing that that big. Um, uh, you know, most of the things that I worked on were seen all the way through to, you know, completion and, and got some kind of release or another. Um, one thing I did do that I, I, I just wish could have, could have been released is, uh, and this was when I was first out here, right? Uh, mm-hmm. A friend of mine financed, uh, we, we made a horror movie uh, on Super 8 Sound and made a whole feature length movie. It was called Spider Bite. And um, and it came out nice. pretty cool. I mean, for you know, even even though it was Super 8 sound, not even 16, um, uh, it, it came out it came out pretty pretty darn cool. And um, unfortunately, it never there was really no way to really release it, you know, um, uh, just because of the, the the medium that was it was shot on. Um, but it was a it was a great learning experience uh, for me. Um, so I I mean. I still have a, like a trailer from it that's on like my Vimeo page or whatever, but uh, 
Um, and uh, I, I, I would have loved to have seen more people see it. But um, fortunately, the guy who financed it, which is John Pisano, um, passed away a few years ago. And, and Lord knows where the masters for that, uh, for that film are. Um, they may never be found. So, But that was the only thing that was, uh, I think, that just I put a lot of work into and, and nothing came of it. You know what I mean? Um, uh, or, or I should say nobody saw it. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, we always got to go for it. What would, uh, if, um, what would be, uh, be your dream director to work for? Oh, um, hmm. boy, that's a, good, that's a very good question. Um, pro- Guillermo, probably. Um, I love Guillermo stuff. Um, I love Guillermo. He's a, a, a lovely person. Uh, Guillermo del Toro. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, uh, I've, I've known him for many years, and uh, he's, he's a big Foul mouth teddy bear. He's uh, he's great, um, uh, and I love his movies. So I mean, he would definitely be be one for sure. Um, um oh 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 um, uh, uh, Taika. Taika. Okay. I love ah. love his stuff. Um, I I look forward to to you know any anything new that he's going to put out. So. Um, he'd probably be at the top right right now, anyway. So. Oh, interesting. Edgar, Edgar, definitely Wright, some good choices. Like Edgar Wright, so. Yeah. Uh, you but, you, you know, were talking earlier about uh, uh, the Devil's Rejects. What do you think about uh, what you've seen so far of uh, Rob Zombie's Monsters? <laughs> you know the old Uh-oh. saying. <laughs> no. I, I, oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, um, but but you know what? There's, there's a per, there's a personal element to that, so I, which I won't go into. Um, but um, uh, I, yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't excite me. I'll tell you one thing that I wish Rob had done, because I remember him talking about this when you know, either on the set of Devil's Rejects or Halloween, um, were the two movies that I visited the set of, um, and Rob had, somebody had said to Rob like. What's a, what would be a, like a, a dream project for you to do? And he said such an interesting thing. He said, I would love to do my version of Oliver Twist. Oh, thought, wow. wow. That would be interesting. Like, yeah, I just, with his wow aesthetic, I could, just, I could just see it with, with Rob's aesthetic being what it is. Oh, that, that would be that awesome. Would, yeah, it would be really cool, but I'm sure it's pro- it's probably not that easy for him to to convince a studio to <laughs> to, to do that with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he <laughs> was uh, so close to doing the Blob, to doing another like a mm. Blob um, remake, and saw some of the artwork mm. for that and the ideas. It's kind of freaky too. Yeah. But you know, he's yeah. Rob Zombie. <laughs> so. Yeah. He can do what he wants, actually. He's going to say, hey, I want to do this, and they're going to say, okay. Well, they they might, and they might not. <laughs> but they did with I, Monsters. It's, it's funny, funny, really. uh, Rob Zombie. 
Come on. Yeah. Say yes, we you got all our permission. We are not with the blob. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the blob are I, I have a, a special place in my heart for the blob. So you know. Oh, me too. I love. Yeah, I. I, I well, like you know, my dream is to actually. God, if this ever happens, I, I, I don't know. Uh, but to produce, write, and direct um, my version of the blob. <laughs> like, right. that, but I could compose. I could probably do a book. I, I'm trying to think of. You lately, I've been thinking of what's in public domain and what's not lately, and mm, or different right. things like uh, it, the blob in particular, or like Larry Cohen's "It's a Live Baby." Did they mm-hmm. have a monopoly on, you know, a, like a, with the blob, like a. a a jello like going around eating people is that specifically a monopoly on that or are they going to sue me if I do something different or like a baby going around killing people in the neighborhood you know. is that like you know yeah. so I'm trying to wrap my head around that I would absolutely love to because I've got so many ideas I'm so obsessed with well you know I mean I, I mean I think that that uh, if as, as long as there's, there's probably um, I mean certainly a copyright lawyer would know this better than me but um you know there usually there are certain particular elements of something that 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 they will look at to decide if it's being you know a rip off or you know it's being stolen or whatever like for example the, the universal monsters frankenstein like Car- right. frankenstein Right, the copyright that they have, because anybody can make a Frankenstein movie because the the novel is is public domain. But what you can't do is make your Frankenstein movie and have your Frankenstein have a flat head and a scar on the forehead and bolts on the side of the neck. That's that's their copyright. Right. And so if you do that, they will then they will do a cease and desist or, or you know or sue you or whatever. Um, I don't know how much longer that lasts because Carl, because Frankenstein was 1931. So, you know, maybe that, maybe I, I'm, I don't know if there's a way to renew it either. But anyway, that's the point is that there, there's, you know, there's usually certain particular things that if you avoid them, then you can get away with, you know, anything. Yeah. But again, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know what those things are when it comes to the blob, though. So. Yeah. yeah, just just be careful on the on the boundaries, that's all. Yeah, yeah. Well one of these days, yeah. you know. I, I think you that like the, the best, you like best the step to take is uh try to get myself more credible and make enough money to impress the people I need to to actually get that kind of thing started. Uh, that makes sense yeah. to me anyway. So well, just it's it, just like a, you know that Jerry Goldsmith Rambo theme. It's a long road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's always it's the, the hustle is always in. You know what I mean? Like for everybody working in this business, so uh, one way or another. So. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but, but I think Love it. I still love it. Uh, you know, I love I love this business. I love I love every part of it. I'm 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 really super happy whenever I'm on set for whatever the project is. 
I just that's, love being on a set. That's the thing that I read about your IMVD is that you're living your dream. Well, you know, I, 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 yeah, I, I consider myself very, very lucky to have had the opportunities that I've had. I mean, granted, I worked hard for them, but you know, that still doesn't necessarily mean that you know they can that these things can can ha- can come true. So, um, right. so I think that in that regard, you know, um, I, I I think I've just been uh, uh, rather blessed. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you, get the, you you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in one sense it's almost like um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of ways it's almost like a free adrenaline rush because uh, you don't know exactly how far the hustle's going to go or even what the, what the next project's going to be. So mm-hmm. you know, but you know, it's always fun just to keep uh, keep pushing forward and keep looking to see what the horizon brings. Yeah, and and I'm always like I you know started this conversation talking about is that like. I still look for something new to learn and to, you know, to take on. So, you know, just recently I was teaching myself um, some CG animation and I made a, I made a trailer for a pitch that I'd like to, you know, do at some point Um, that was, you know, a fake trailer for a movie that is filled with dinosaurs and beautiful women. So, <laughs> nice. Um, well, I, you know, if I was going to learn this stuff, I wanted to make it interesting for me. So, um, yeah, but, that, but that, I, that is it. interesting that you brought that up because it is a learning process because technology is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and you're scratching your head saying. Okay, so we got to make that bigger. Yeah, I mean it's hard to keep up with it for sure, you know. But it, you know, I just do uh, do what I can. The other thing I did was well during COVID in particular, when when especially during lockdown, um, I tried sculpting, which I really hadn't done before. Um, and so I sculpted wow. I sculpted a bunch of little little caricature heads of uh, actors that I love, like. Vincent Price and Boris Karloff and so uh-huh. um, and it just it was just a great it was a great way to learn the process. I mean, I you know literally go on YouTube and 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 watch videos of how to sculpt, you know, what tools do I need, wow. et cetera, et cetera, and then you know then give it a shot, you know, and and it it was a great way to pass the time when there was nothing else you know going on. You know the whole the whole movie I, business I you know, shut down for two years. Vincent to sculpt. Vince Price's head, man, that is classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> man, yeah, well, you is... know, my uh, my uh, uh, book publishing venture, Black Betsy Books, uh, we published uh, uh, Vincent Price's last uh, book. It was literally written by Joel Eisner, but he interviewed Vincent Price. And he was supposed to live long enough to actually see the book published, but he didn't. And mm. then all these years later, now I mean, publishers like didn't even want to publish it. People were saying, "Who is he?" Uh, and, but when it yeah, laid in my lap, uh, uh, it ended up being one of our all-time bestsellers. God bless wow. Vincent Price. Yeah, I know. We speak. I am. I am in my office, and I am looking on my wall directly in front of me. I have a. Uh, an, a drawing, a sketch 
that Vincent Price did of himself oh, um, wow. that, 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 that he signed as well. And it's really wow. I never I know um, sometime like uh, maybe not tonight, tomorrow, correspondence with Francie on like Facebook, shoot us your address and I'll send you a copy of our Vincent Price book. Oh, I'd love that. Sure. Absolutely. Will do. No doubt. Groovy ghoulies. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that like I, he's, he's, he's an actor who I just adore and um, I, I didn't, I didn't get to meet him. Legendary voice. Yeah. But but I did. Oh, yeah. I was lucky enough to meet both Peter Cushing, Cushing and Christopher Lee. So at least wow. I got that. <laughs> oh, you know, speaking oh, yeah. of the book, too, no. Peter, Peter Cushing did an exclusive introduction to the book. Oh, wow. Before oh, he passed. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were all pals. You you, you want to hear cool. something that was stupid that I did on the show? I when? was uh, I was trying to get Outlander. Oh, Outlander! Show. Oh, are you talking about? I don't want what to movie? name drop anybody, <laughs> and then uh, I have a on the switchboard saying forget this guy I got Sir Christopher Lee on the show calling you wow I yeah and it didn't happen why, why was that what happened again oh yeah hmm. it, that was a missed moment on the mm, other hand unmissed moment in Francine Friends was when David Lee Roth like sung for us and it was like really <laughs> groovy <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that uh, Christopher Lee, that would have been great. Uh, and he was waiting and waiting. Yeah, and so Christopher uh, Lee was, was waiting on that, and I was trying to get yeah. Highlander. Oh, yeah, from, from that movie, yeah. I hung up on my no. show, and I was like, you son of a... I would like to have you back. You are amazing. Sure. Yeah. I'd love to. Oh, okay. So I did not turn you off. (laughs) (laughs) You just have to give us some of your blood. Everybody gave (laughs) skeletons laugh on that. Well, thank you. You have to give us a skin sample, uh, some of your eyebrows, (laughs) and, um, and your blood. And you're bla- and, okay. and the to- part of a toenail. We mix it all together, and we guarantee that you'll have success next time, and millions of people will listen. And you're and you got to sign your soul. Right. You okay. are number three well, in popularity like of Talk Radio, <laughs> of over two hundred and thirty-nine thousand listeners right now. You're number three, so we're doing pretty good. Ooh. All right. Not That's too awesome shabby, guys. I love that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Frank, uh, just I've told people this before, but just, you know, before we go and stuff, um, I met Francie as a guest on Francie and Friends. That's how we hooked up uh, oh. back in 2009. <laughs> so that's how long wow. that the show's been going. So I flew to South Carolina and 
got her and brought her back here to California. The prank. There <laughs> might be a chance that you might be sexier than Nick. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm no. Kidding. Nope. <laughs> I'm kidding. See, you're... No, I would never leave Nick. Not for a second. He's... Then we'd have to call Tommy, hey, babe, and be like, hey, Tommy, we got another show idea for you. <laughs> Dude, that was kind of cool that he rescued that little shit zoo. I said I hey, you know, uh, if you go on, uh, Frank, if you go on Francie and Friends uh, next time, uh, uh, we could hook you up with uh, Eileen Dietz, <laughs> and oh, she could say, know you know Eileen. what? You're my long-lost sister, brother. You're my long-lost brother, we, and we try to convince you of that. We've been through that. Because we've done, we, we've both been guests at, you know, at the same conventions, and, and, uh, and so very often people will come up and like, are you guys married or you guys brother and sister you know they'd always ask because because it's spelled exactly the same but um yeah, yeah no I, I i've known eileen a long time yeah she's she's funny. eileen is a sweetheart she was also we, a guest on this show we cool. we party with eileen we party with eileen yeah, we did. We we parted. We kind of got wasted with her. And was... I'm taller than Eileen. I was actually really excited that I was taller than her. Well, surprise. <laughs> yeah, I yep. didn't want to mention the fact that you got the deets. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah, it's groovy. I think the it's uh I think the um British lady's gonna cut us off in about it looks like about three minutes or so. Yeah. Uh, we've been yeah. in the after hour after party for the last half hour or so. And then mm-hmm. after tonight, um the whole world gets to listen to the whole entire thing. So Oh cool. Yeah. It's gonna be groovy. Right. Watch the that you know extremely the, groovy. So, yeah. so Frank, um, fun. do you want to come back on the show? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, uh, tell everybody cool. where to find you and uh, all the juicy yeah. uh, goodness that you have to give oh, to the world. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I have my official website is uh, www.sketchythingsart.com, um, and there's all kinds of stuff on there there's videos and photos and artwork and so forth and and usually new uh what if you know, it'll it'll say what appearances i'm doing next or whatever um and then uh on well as you know on facebook i'm just frank deets and on uh instagram and twitter i am uh the frank deets because there was another frank deets for some reason so um so uh, yeah i'm on all three of those Awesomeness. So many platforms. Oh, great. That is awesome sauce. No, there's no sauce involved. <laughs> no, I love you guys. Uh, Frank Deeds, you're awesome. 
Don't say it, William. Don't you dare say it. We would love to have you. (laughs) He said he had to get that involved. Well, yes, we would like to have you back, Frank. I'd I'd be happy to. Just uh, yeah. Well, just I I'm about to getting into what I call my busy season, of course. Which is you know September through October, right? Oh um, but, yeah. Um, but but um, after that, yeah, let's let's stay in touch and and um, I'll, I'd love to come back. I'm I'm Great. more than happy to have you back. You're you're completely awesome. <laughs> Don't say it, William. I don't say a word. There we go. See. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Next have to time say on Francine and Friends, we have to harass her about snow crab legs. But that's for another time. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about snow. Oh, William. And uh, you guys got to hear this story, okay? So. Well, well, in, in, in short, because they're going to Mac, And there's like nine ninety nine a pound. For all these snow crab legs, and it's like three pounds of crab legs, and I grabbed two of them, and Nick's like, "No, we 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 where are we gonna put those?" And I was like, "I'm gonna put them in my belly. That's where we're gonna put them." <laughs> we thought that they were yeah, nine ninety nine a pound. It turned out it was nine ninety nine a pound. Yeah, so the bags were like $37 instead of nine ninety nine. Yeah, and I had away, and Nick is, like, torturing me of the fact that we almost got snow crab legs. Yeah, I have snow crab leg images on my computer, and I go, Francie, look. Snow crab legs with buttery sauce. Anywho. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. 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 Hey, Mo. Hmm. Look. Hey, Mo. Anyway, Francie, I think we better sign off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, the British lady is about to cut us off. And okay. the British lady. Yeah. All right. Well, so thank, thank you guys for having me on. This was fun. Uh, Frank D. Well, thank you as well, Frank. This has been 100% a privilege. Yes, indeed. <laughs> cool. One thing, too, about Francine Friends is uh, over the years, I've noticed that her forte is is getting people on the show and um, that a lot of people, especially in later generations, have never heard of before. We introduce them and get to know them, and then, you know, and uh, so, you know, we like to start with uh with uh you know uh, what got you started and and what have you done and things like that and mm-hmm. then all the other stuff that you just experienced and people actually uh, can get to know you and then look up your website and for the whole nine years yes. you know that's, that's what shows like this are for kind of you know don't you think he's done a lot uh yeah he's done a lot for it yep mm-hmm Groovy coolies. 
Francie, we should go. Go now. (laughs) (laughs) There's no rush. Just hurry. No, there's no rush. (laughs) But yeah, just hurry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, so I'm going to take off. Um, All righty then. All right. All right. Uh, uh, Have a good night. Great catching up, right? Stay in touch. Yes, Thanks. and you we'll too, talk man. to you uh, on Facebook and catch up and all the whole nine yards until, until we meet again. Or as Thanks. Lawrence Welch Joe used to say, good night, good night, and pleasant dreams. Till then, there's a wish and a prayer and all the, you know, nine yards. I forgot the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So long, guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.